Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the Social Psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I introduce Neo Positivity to the show today. Neo is coming on to talk about how he's mastered the art of thoughts become things. Positive thinking provides multiple benefits to achieving balance in one's life. I'm pleased to have Neo on the show. His website is neopositivity.com. He's a renowned life coach from Canada, New Jersey. On our, as a natural athlete, Neo excelled in football, karate, and other sports. In January of 2003, Neo started the police academy in Blackwood, New Jersey. And after the academy, he was quick to establish a name for himself in the Camden City Police Department. Our guest describes his experience as an undercover officer to be his favorite because of what he was able to do to excel in the force. Neo retired from the force in April 2010 to pursue his passions after serving on the force for seven years. While serving the citizens of Camden City, Neo also played semi-pro football for the Voorhees Vikings, attended three National Football League professional football combines, and is still listed as a free agent. He also started his own company named Davila Enterprises, LLC. He's mastered the art of thoughts become things, and he currently spends his time educating others on how to achieve future goals and reach their full potential through the act of manifestation while simultaneously instructing others how to learn to quell the potential impact of what it thoughts. It's with great pleasure that I introduce Neo to the show. Welcome to the show, Neo. Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. I, I, I appreciate you having me, man. It's a good time. <laughs> the other day, it was great, man. I yeah. Well, and intriguing as it is, we became acquainted last week uh, here in Tampa at Royal Susie, my best friend's uh, establishment, metaphysical shop. It was interesting, the sy- synergy of our, di- our discussions and our dialogue. I, I wanted to have you on because I feel like your message is very pivotal and can maybe give a lot of people some guidance. Um, first thing I want to ask you, I know that you are doing your own thing. Thoughts become things. I, I want to ask you. What do you mean when you say thoughts become things? Uh, you know what? I chose that phrase uh, from the movie The Secret because I wanted it to be as blatantly uh, obvious and self-explanatory, I guess you could say, as it could be. That is it, you know? And with that phrase comes the fearing of the negative thoughts, and that's my whole thing. I know you can get people to change. That's one way you can guarantee to get people to change is through fear. You know people don't like to change. But if you can get them to fear the negative thoughts, they'll catch them sooner, you know, while they're daydreaming about something horrible and uh, end them, you know. You don't have to take it to a happy place because you might not be in the mood, but as long as you can end them and do that more often, the brain is a muscle, has muscle memory, it'll start to do it more often for you. You're happier, you're smiling, and that happiness manifests reason to be happy in your life. And then, you know, you can target it from there, you know, and pinpoint something you want specifically, but I suggest people... Ask for general things, you know, just to be happy, and then life will provide, you know, and it'll make you happy in different areas that you aren't even expecting, you know. I know you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I'll say this. The reason we even started talking, you had thoughts become things on your shirt, and that's something I've been espousing for years. Uh, Positive (laughs) thinking um, is pivotal. You know what, this shirt... It's really changed, it's really changed my life. I, for those of you uh, who haven't seen it, the shirt it says "Thoughts Become Things" on the front. Everywhere I go, people are like, "Oh my God, I love that!" And I always say, "If you like the front, where do you see what's on the back?" And they're like, "Oh yeah," and they go to the back, and it says "NeoPositivity.com." So there's a little little gimmicky on the back, but um, but yeah. What does it say on the back? Shirt. NeoPositivity.com. That's my website. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, you know, I always get people with that, and we have a good laugh, and, you know, a lot of times they share a story with, you know, something, they were growing up, or 
times when they just knew it was going to be good and it is, or, you know, and vice versa, bad as well. But it's really changed every time I leave the house, I have this shirt on. Because I, it, not only am I walking billboard, but it affects people. So many people will stop me and be like, yo, that's deep. And I can tell that person <laughs> has not heard of it before, obviously. And it's like, dude, I just opened their eyes. You know, I've asked a million people to watch The Secret. That's where I got it from. I've asked a million people to watch it. Not those million people, half of them traveled. No, not even half have watched it. And to be able to sum it up the best way I could for everyone I pass by. You know, that's that's my goal in wearing this shirt. So, yeah, I was wearing it the night we met. <laughs> you know, it's interesting if you could have a soundbite message. Thoughts become things. Sounds like it's a, it's a great message that represents your positive approach. And I want to ask you. Neo positivity. Where did that come from? Well, my name is Nehemiah Davila, and I've always been a positive person. But once I saw the secret, and I really knew that you know I can manifest, and I was in control of my life, and it all depended on what type of person I was going to be. You can only be positive or negative, you know, in any given moment. And uh, the type of person you are, you know, is what you add up in those moments. So it's like, yo, I wanted to be that. And as many as I had a lot of mental exercises I've come up with over the years. And as humans, things get old, they fade away. I knew this one would stick because it was my name. People would constantly be saying it. So everyone, so, every time someone says it, or every time I see it on the website or a piece of paper or a check, that's a reminder to me. Wake up. Don't, don't be in, you know, don't be daydreaming about what's going on or what could happen. And, no, wake up. This is who you want to be. So make that thought positive. Order a positive seed in this moment. Next moment, I could be thinking about picking up milk on the way home. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> wake up. You know, wake up. And that's what it is. That's, that, that's what. And so I try to, it's, it's crazy because it came from me wanting to remind myself of something. And I have a tattoo on my arm, the same thing. And I have all these reminders up around me, reminding me, just wake up. I want to spend as many moments as I can in the present moment. And that has, that's a whole nother chapter. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a reminder for me. And, uh, and, you know, it comes with a vibe. Uh, Neo means first. Yeah, Neo means like a prime. Why? I'm confused. Wait, because I know my name, Nehemiah. You know what Neo means? Not offhand. New? I'm thinking new, but I could be wrong. It's, <laughs> And I, it's something like new and, and, and Maya means way of being or something like that. So, yeah, I took that and I wanted to do the positivity. I wanted to be like a new wave of positivity. Tony Robbins, all those guys, all, all those guys are great. Uh, Trooper, Esther Hicks, but they're not getting through to the people under 35. The stats are out. Everybody goes to the seminars and stuff are older people. You get some college students that are enlightened and, and, and it's great that they're on the path, but they're not getting through to people not like the Nene did. And the Nene is a stupid dance. So obviously there needed to be someone or something new to come through. And, and I think it's thoughts and things because it's proven. I, I use it over and over again. My life is literally my resume. And the way I, I guess the way I talk vibes with the kids because I, I seem to be getting through. So I, I'm, I'm going to keep following that, that dream and, and just go with it. It feels right. You know, so that's, that's, that's the reason. That's my motivation for everything I do now. I'm retired. You know, I'm retired. I, I can sit on my butt and get old and fat if I wanted to. I can't. I found a secret to something, and it's big, and it's working. I'm retired at the age of 28. It's one of my biggest pieces to my, my resume, and it's, and it's all because of this. And I can't do it alone. I want everybody to be feeling what I'm feeling. You don't know what it's like to, to you might know, but most people don't know what it's like to know I can stop working today and I'm fine and my kids are fine. We're fine. It's a weight. Absolutely. That when it's lifted off my shoulders. Yeah, when that weight was lifted off my shoulders, I said I want everyone I love to feel this. And then I learned about oneness with everybody else. In order for me to love myself, I'm loving you. I'm loving everybody and everything around me because we're all one anyway. So now, I, not only can I just spread this not only can I spread this joyous thing I just found that changed my whole life with everyone I love, now I love everybody, I got to share with the world. Otherwise, what the hell am I doing, you know? <laughs> I'm going to ask you a little about your background since you said your life's your resume. I'd like to know where you started out at that motivated you to be where you, you're headed. What first experience led you on the path that you're currently on with Neopositivity.com? I was, I was a police officer in Camden City, New Jersey. Um, most dangerous city in America, six out of the eight years I was there. And I, I was always obsessed with helping people. 
And I was always obsessed with football, so being a cop seemed like the right thing to do. My family was cops, my dad. Um, so, yeah, I took that path, and uh, I just wasn't helping people on a large enough scale. There's 80,000 people in Canada at the time I was there. I wanted to help the world, so I knew I wanted something more. And, you know, I saw the secret, and I started using some of the things, the techniques. In the movie, they tell you to think of a feather or a butterfly. Uh, I always saw butterflies, so I thought of a feather. No good, no bad. Just closed my eyes, thought of myself, holding it in my hand. And the next day, no one saw me. No one knew I was doing it. The next day I went outside, and there was this huge feather, slightly tucked, you know, dangling in my windshield. Like I grabbed it. I still have it uh, mounted up in my workstation uh, today. But that, to me, that was my first real manifestation. And that opened my eyes to the fact that I can get and do and be whatever I wanted, regardless of what stats or government spreadsheets or rules said it didn't matter. What I was wielding was more powerful than all of that. And so on the Secrets website, they, they, I don't know if they still have it, but they had a printed out check. You could print out a check and write what you wanted on it and then put it in your pocket, fold it up, which is what I did. And every time I reached in my pocket and touched it, I would think and feel like that was a check and all I had to do was cash it. It's already in my hand. already earned it. You know, so I did that. I did a bunch of different mental exercises. Uh, that's what led me down the research path. Because my mind started doing funny things. You know, when I see myself as a billionaire now, my mind still said, no, you're not. You know, that ego, that voice, you know, we all got it. I realized a long time ago it's not going anywhere, so I might as well find a way to deal with it. And that was, that was how I dealt with it. I needed to shut it up. I needed to say and do and feel and think things that were true so it couldn't say, no, you're not. So I needed to find a way to do that. And, you know, so that's where all the research and everything came in trial and error, trial and error over and over again. So I came up with a strategy, a plan, a focus, a way of being, and it, and it worked. You know, I ended up uh, being in a situation where I had a choice uh, to retire, and I took it. They were getting ready to lay off. There was 450 cops in Canada at the time. They were laying off, I forget the number, but they were going to be left with like 170 cops. I was definitely ready to get laid off. Mm. So it was all, you know, it was all laid out. But here's my thing. I had a conversation with God in my police car once. And I said, God, I don't want to do this no more. I want to help people on a larger scale. 80,000 people in Camden, that's not enough. I want to help people on a larger scale. Let me sit at home, do that. Don't worry about no bills. Don't worry about no schedule. Just let me sit at home and study the brain. I had like a voice, that intuitive voice that tells you duck or turn left. Mm -hmm. It just said, okay. It said, okay. But whatever I tell you, you got to share it with the world. And I'm, I was going to do that anyway. Let's go. Shortly after that, a bunch of mental exercises and a little bit of time later, I was retired. And I felt compelled to hold up on my end of the bargain. I'm now able to sit at home, worry-free, bills, wake up when I want, go where I want, do what I want. <laughs> the, deal was I had, the deal was I had to share. So that's exactly what I did. I started NehemiahDava.com. It was just a website. I think everybody has, should have a website just under their name. Let the world know who you are. You know? Absolutely. Let them know what you're interested yes. in. You know, share. So I started NehemiahDava.com, and that turned into NeoPositivity.com when I got, uh, some, I got a TV show in, uh, in New Jersey called Off the Bench where I would interview other coaches, life coaches, NFL coaches, uh, business coaches, any type of coach, um, domestic violence, ADHD, you name it, we had it. And, um, yeah, I knew positivity, you know, I needed to come up with something for to wrap everything up, and I meditated on it, and it just came to me like everything else. You know, like I get into that space. That's why I'm believing writer's block. If you can tap into it once, you can tap into it again, and at any other time. You just got to learn how to tap into it. I've never had, like, I've been doing this 10 years. I retired in 2008. I've been doing this 11 years, and I've never had writer's block. When I thought or felt like I was going to, I just said to myself, I'm so happy and thankful, and I come up with new ideas all the time. Say that three or four times and then be quiet, and then next thing you know, the next great Facebook live stream just came to mind, and that's, that's how I've been doing it ever since. It's interesting you brought up, and this is one of the things I find intriguing about you, your athletic background. Can you tell us a little about how you started in sports and, and where you, how you wound up at the Voorhees Vikings and getting involved with the NFL? Uh, well, I was always obsessed with football. Um, growing up, I couldn't even watch football. I could not watch 
I couldn't make it through the first quarter without going outside to play. So I never saw any games growing up. And, uh, you know, high school, captain of varsity, all that, you know, all that other stuff, starting varsity at an early age. I had a choice. I was I was trying to get, in, you know, trying to get to the Philadelphia Eagles because I'm from Jersey. And uh, I had my daughter, and I could have pursued that. Actually, the Arena Football League, uh, I could have pursued that and then to the Eagles or started the police academy. I needed health in it. And so it was a no-brainer. You know, I'm all about my kids. I've had custody of them, you know, most of their lives, almost all their lives. Um, all for that. And I see them and love them and spend time with them every day of my life. You know, so I made that choice, went to the police academy, got the benefits uh, a couple years. No, about a year, maybe a year and some change later. I hooked up with, um, oh, I forget this guy's name. But he was uh, Virginia Tech's athletic coordinator. And we started training together, and he got me involved with uh, with the, uh, the pro football combines. I went to three of those. You know, I, I probably still am listed as a free agent. But yeah, that's that was that's the extent of my football. Okay. But what I did with the Eagles was basically one of their their one of their cornerbacks got scored on. You know, guy scored on, made him look bad, and he had been looking bad. And I knew that he was going home and thinking, "Damn, I look bad." You know why? Because he kept looking bad. <laughs> he kept getting scored on. He will still have that problem now. And so one day, I just went to Instagram and I hit him up, like, and I sent him a message, yo. I had my went put my shirt on and everything. It's your boy Neo. The thoughts become things, King. Listen, don't let that bother you. If you focus on that, it will happen again. Focus on your last interception, okay? I don't care if it was from high school. How good did it feel? You can always pull up a feeling. No matter how old something is, you can always pull up that feeling. All of, and, and be as excited as back then. It might have been 10 years ago. You could still be as excited. So pull it up, you know. And so basically, I sent a message like that. And, uh... Guess how long it took for him to get back to me? How long? Guess. I'll say three months. He never did. He never did. <laughs> so you know what? The next day, I sent a message to somebody else on their team. And by the, <laughs> four days later, I had sent a message to everybody on their team. And then someone hit me back. And then we went from there. And uh, I basically, yeah, basically touched the whole team that year. And we won the Super Bowl. And and I'm I'm sorry I'm taking that. <laughs> that is a I don't believe I believe in collective energy. I know you do too. And absolutely, those players those players don't drop the ball in practice. They catch every pass in practice. That's why they're chosen to be out there. But when they get on the field, you've got a stadium full of thousands of people and millions of them at home watching, all thinking that the Eagles are going to do good, screw up in the end. That is why those passes need to be dropped. Every thought you have is like an order. You're ordering something with Amazon.com. Okay, and the most the most prominent thoughts are the ones that are coming to you. They will be delivered to you. Now, you got all those people and all that collective energy expecting a, a loss at the end. Yes, the universe has to make players drop passes and fumble balls and stuff like that. So it, it just makes sense. It's numbers. So... You know, that whole, yeah, the Eagles is a tough subject. Getting to my heart now. It's interesting that you can utilize your background in athletics and now utilize that as part of your message, I believe, with the positive thinking and the life coaching. Because I believe that when you play a sport and you deal with obstacles, you, you have to get in your head and keep yourself optimistic that you can get through this you can get through this challenge you'll get past it you can catch the ball you can get to the to the end zone whatever it is tackle have you thought about what you're going to do next in reference to neopositivity.com and are you seeking to, to work with other professional athletes or teams based on your experience with the eagles it's tough to say i'm not going to turn nothing down because money is money you know um you just they just gonna have to come correct because my next direction, I feel like you can only be truly successful if you follow your heart. And I don't think one-on-one session is my heart. Um, it, it feels great. I love doing it. But there are things that feel better. For instance, the blog. I started a blog on the second. I've never even written on a blog before. And, uh, you know, people talking about it. And the people in my, my BNI chapter uh, got me, you know, interested in it. I started on the second. And it's kind of taken off. But 
it felt good. I tried to start one years years ago called KeepingItReal.com. It felt good writing out the topics, but I never launched it. So, you know, when when I do stuff that feels really good, it seems to take off. That took off. The podcast, I love doing podcasts. Just being able to come here and freestyle and just spit and talk. So, yeah, I, I'm going to focus on these two. My book is, um, you'll see at the top of NeoPositivity.com, is a banner saying the book is coming. I think I'm about nine chapters in. But it might be like 18 chapters, but they're going to be short chapters, three pages, you know, stuff like three, four pages. Um, it's a lot of subjects, a lot of stuff to talk about. You have to change your whole mindset in order to get in, into this. In order to effectively make thoughts come things work for you, you need to see things differently. Change. It's not just going to be overnight thing. It's a life-changing thing. It's for the rest of your life, but you will get everything you want, you know, and that's, and, you know, to me, that's, it's worth it. It's worth it for me, and I'm never going back. I'm never going back to my old way of thinking, my old way of being. Nah. Mm-mm. I'll ask you this. I was reading your information earlier, and I just thought about it when I follow up with you. What motivation at all do you get from Neo with the Matrix, and why? Oh, man, I was always drawn to that movie, and I love <laughs> it um, because our perception of reality is wrong. What we think is going on around us isn't it. And I learned that with thoughts become things, you know, energy transfer. Yeah. So I love that portion of it. Uh, the fact that he is a new beginning. And I would certainly like to be the new beginning. If you think about all the people who have attempted to change the world, no one's really success, succeeded. I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't know what religious, religion you are, but... You know, just for an example, the guys who were the guys who were ordering the people to whip Christ while he was walking, the guys who were ordering them, they still control things. <laughs> they still yeah. whip them. <laughs> you know, and they, they never lost a step. They were never second place. They never had you know, so and the only thing Catholic has changed that. So for for me to, you know, see signs like that, like I consider that a sign. You know, I'm growing up. All of a sudden, this movie is out, and everybody's calling me Neo from the Matrix. When I was a cop, they called me Neo because I was always jumping over cars and chasing people and doing all kind of crazy things. And it, and it, yeah, it's just it's it, it's cool. It's a cool experience, you know. Plus, the fight scenes in those movies are monumental. I'm huge into karate, and uh, some of the best fight scenes I've ever seen are in the, the movie, specifically the one where he's in the park and there's like a million of those Asians. Go check that out. Okay. <laughs> I remember that scene. You know, it's funny because the overlap is I always talk about the Matrix, and I talk about when I when I work with clients or I even just talk to friends or people in my own life. I say a paradigm shift represents when you see the world a certain way, and then something happens that makes you kind of take the glasses off, like you take the pill from the Matrix and you look out and you see everything that what it is and what you not what you think it is. And I love that idea with the movie because I think if you can see something differently than you saw it before, you'll get a lot of insight and you could actually navigate through a difficult period of your life or through a difficult situation. I want to ask you this. In terms of, let's say there's someone listening to this in our audience who's interested in doing life coaching. And let's say they have a nine to five job. They've got kids relying on them. They're struggling financially, but they want to pursue life coaching and they want to pursue a similar path to what you've been doing. What suggestions would you make? to help somebody kind of focus their efforts and attentions to pursuing their passions, even in light of financial obstacles or challenges? You know what? I love this question, and I'm going to try to simplify the answer as quickly and easily as I can. Um, <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm, like, challenging myself because of what I'm in the creation process. You know, something might take you a half an hour to say, and you say it the second time, it takes you 15 minutes. I always challenge myself. Um, but in a nutshell, uh, download a reminder app on your phone, set a reminder four times a day that makes you click the button to turn it off. And what the caption, what the words are going to be in that reminder is you're going to have to cater it, of course, to how you talk and how you feel. But basically picture the last time you life coached somebody. I don't care if it was your niece. You helped her and it made her a better person and feel good and feel great, and they, they turn to they know they can turn to you for good advice. Now picture the moment when you realize you just got through to that person and that they're feeling better, that you helped. 
Picture that moment. Now, that feeling that you got in your chest right now, that little knot that just kind of raised up a little bit, that feels good. That same feeling I get when I grab one of my crystals. <laughs> that feeling right there is what that feeling right there is what we're looking for. Now, every time that alarm goes off, you're going to go back to that moment. And you're going to feel it. And you're going to feel it to the point where you smile. Because if you don't feel it to the point where you smile, then you're wasting your time. It's a hollow thought. I need you to feel it. If you don't, if you don't feel it because you're just in the middle of work or whatever's going on, come up with a phrase, say it ten times. By the sixth time you say it, whatever's going on in the background will kind of be pushed to the side because your brain will start throwing at you scenarios that will make you feel that way, reminding you of other times that you've helped people. By then you're smiling, you're watering the seed, and you're manifesting that situation. I have this thing where I picture uh, a white um, cube, five-by-five-foot cube floating in the sky with a white emanating light from the inside of it. That's God, right? And he's watching me. Now think about it. When you're watching a movie, you're engulfed in that movie. You're vibrating at the movie's frequency. You're waiting, you know, anxiously to see what happens next. God watching you, that sponge, I guess why I say sponge, because it's going to vibrate at your frequency. It's watching you. It's engulfed in you. You can feel it watching you. You can feel the watcher in a quiet room, stub your toe, and do something silly, and you look around. Anyway, back around, I was saying, God watching you. He's now vibrating at your frequency. Now, all his arms and legs, which make up the air and cars and situations around us, are part of God, which, and they must vibrate at that frequency, too. But since they're on a different frequency right now, things need to happen and adjust to move them there. So they, some things may take longer time than others. But every second that you're vibrating at that frequency, every second that you're in that mind frame, so is God in the world is shifting. So you can choose to spend one second there for 10 seconds there. The problem is our ego steps in. You, you picture yourself as the Bahamas. That yeah. cube, God starts to vibrate and change everything to get you to the Bahamas. That last two seconds, then he starts thinking, well, I need to do this, and I need to get this money, and I need to take off of work, and I need to get a babysitter. Now you're vibrating at that. And the world is already basically at that, so the cube doesn't really have to change anything, and people wonder why things don't change. You know, it's all real simple. When you break it down and think about it and, and, and look at it, like, mathematically, I guess, it's all, it all kind of adds up. Well, a lot of times they'll say zero and ones. <laughs> if you had a constant <laughs> yeah. theorist on, they'll talk about zeros and ones or a computer person. Uh, I'll say there's, there's a frequency to everything. One of the ways I describe frequencies and how, like, the secret and positive thinking can make an impact on what happens, I always use the analogy of, you wake up one morning, you're late for work, you get in the car, you almost go through a stop sign, you get pulled over, you're upset, you get to the office, you <laughs> no coffee on your shirt. You perpetuate this negativity mm-hmm. by complaining and frustrated and some choice words might be exchanged within yourself. And one of the things, and that becomes a bad day, right? The typical quote unquote, I had a bad day today. And what I tell yeah. people, at least from my hindsight, when I wake up late for work, I try to change the thought process of I'll be okay. I'm going to get there when I can. And I try to turn that negative thought process into something positive. And so I try to tell people, if you're starting to see your mind wander into those what-if thoughts, I know you've mentioned, you talk about what-if thoughts as well, which are those thoughts that could be self-defeating and they could be, you know, just, just something that could really just occupy your hard drive of your brain without any, any use. It's the stuff that, you know, clouds up the mind and causes you to slow down in your efficiency. And I, I tell people the more that you can learn to categorize what if thoughts and keep them separate so they don't impact you, the more you'll more likely you'll be at being able to apply positive thinking and understanding the real impact of what thoughts can have in your life. That, you know, positive, negative, et cetera. And I didn't know if you had anything to add to that in terms of your own beliefs about positivity and what you found from personal experience in your life. I mean it's it's everything. It's everything. Um I mean, that's it. Can you stay positive in the face of the negative? That's, the, that's life's test over and over and over again. Every time you stand up, every time you look around, you're going to get news. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Can you stay positive in the face of the negative? Can you stay positive in the face of the positive? And it's your choice in that moment. But you've got to be awake to that moment. If you're just going on autopilot, which most people are, life is happening to you. It happen to it. And when you wake up, 
you realize you want to be positive. I don't think anybody wants to be negative. You know, no. they just have circumstances that cause them to think and be and react a certain way, whether it be how they were raised or whatever the situation is. But, you know, it feels good to feel good. You know, even if you're, even if you take the most negative person in the world and put them in a room and then give them their favorite toy, whether it be a truck or whatever, and they're going to be happy. So, I, so it really becomes a choice. Not to be happy or to be positive or negative, it becomes a choice of how hard are you going to work at it. That's my thing. I always ask people, how, 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 how bad do you want? How many times did you wake up and do some affirmation, wake up from the moment and do some affirmations yesterday? Stop a negative thought. How many times? Six, seven, eight? Those are high numbers. Those are really high numbers. For the average person, it's usually like two or three, maybe. Dude. There's 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Seven isn't affecting that. You're going to go in the gym and do 10 curls on your right arm and then go home? Or no, seven curls on your right arm and go home? How much healthier are you going to be? Not too healthy. Not. Correct. So, and the, Correct. and the brain is a muscle. And it has muscle memory work like the rest of your muscles. You've got to put effort. So that's the choice. How much effort are you going to put in? Not to be positive, but to train your mind to be because you got to wake up first, and your mind is what wakes you up. Otherwise, you just stay on autopilot. Wake up, get used to waking up, change change it. I had a show called Retraining Your Average Thoughts. It was a radio show, and um, that's why I named it that, because that's the phase I was going through as far as, like, trial and error, trying new things with different people, manifesting, seeing what worked, what didn't. That's when I realized that, and, and I've been on top of that. It's a daily thing. It ain't like a black belt where you get it and it's yours. Mm-mm. Enlightenment is a momentary thing. You could think about getting eggs on the way home. You are no longer enlightened. You get right back <laughs> in that mind frame if you want. But, you know, that's why I try to tell people. People think it's like a black belt. Oh, I'm enlightened. Oh, you were just stressing your butt off five minutes ago. No, enlightenment is a state of mind. Be there. Rest there. Stay there as long as you can, please. But don't think you're there all day and not try. It requires effort, you know. Controlling one's thoughts Absolutely. is the hardest occupation a man can have, according to both science and religion. My my take on that would be controlling your thoughts when you're dealing with an intensely negative situation or a setback or a frustration. Taking that and saying to yourself, this isn't permanent. This is a fleeting thing. This is something I can get passed through if I just look at it the right way. I was going to say, people you've worked with, has there ever been somebody – who you tried to work with and they just did not seem to be able to apply positive thinking the way they should? And if so, what, what did you do to help them through that? I mean, everybody has, everybody I work with basically has the same problem in the beginning and that's that they don't think they're negative. They say, I'm not a negative person. I wasn't thinking about that. And uh, <laughs> so I have to kind of show them, yeah, you know, we worry. We worry about what our kids are doing, you know, who's gonna, how people are going to treat them 20 years from now. It's people we naturally worry, like accept it, you know, because you can't fix being negative if you take your positive all day, every day. You won't even attempt to fix it. And so that's the, that's the first hurdle. And the next one with everybody, if they're not millionaires in a week, it didn't work. Or thought mm-hmm. things doesn't work, or it only, work, or it only works for the good things in their life, not in the bad. I love it when people say that. It, that makes no sense. How would it work for only the but not the bad things? But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. If they're not millionaires by the end of the week, thoughts for good things doesn't work. Or if something else bad happens, I was coaching um, this uh, kid up in uh, USC, and uh, something happened to his car, you know, uh, maybe two weeks after I started coaching him. And I know he's looking at me like, uh-huh. what about that? I didn't manifest that. I, I wasn't even thinking about car accidents. And I'm like, dude, it's not even about that. It's about the feeling. That pain you feel in your chest right now, you were feeling that a couple of days ago. You was watering that seed. Every thought you had is like putting drops of water into different flower pots. So as opposed to letting people know in that moment, having them think, it'll be all right, I'll make it through this. That's a great foundation for your thought. We build thought foundations, too. Every thought has a foundation, but I try to take it a step further. Like I said, I want them to fear their negative thoughts. If something bad happens to you, I want you to stop and go, oh, wait, wait, wait. 
Because if I start going negative, it's going to get worse. So I need to, you know, change the way I'm thinking right now. I want you to do that immediately. And the only way to get you to do that immediately is to truly make you fear of me. Now, once you do that, then you start saying things like, it's going to be okay. You know, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I made it through it last time. You know, but first you need that wake up, that chin check. And, you know, that's, that's my biggest thing. You know, trying to find that. I have a tattoo on my arm as that wake up. I have reminders everywhere around me as that wake up. You know, just keep waking up to the moment. Keep waking up to the moment, especially when the bad stuff happens. I actually just started the blog. Uh, the two blogs that I, I put up, one of them was, you know, trying to, try to find it, um, scenarios that are hard for you to stay positive in. And, you know, I got all kind of answers. People talking about people cheating on them, la, la, la. And it's all the same formula. Can you stay positive in the face of the negative? Somebody, and, and relationships are tough. Cause if, somebody, if somebody cheats on you, you got a relationship, it's all ending, and you got to start over, you don't want to. Yes, it is tough. It is. I got you. But obviously, it wasn't meant to be. You didn't follow the signs before. That's why you were so deep. It wasn't meant to be. You should have followed the signs. Now, let's go on your path and get you your right person. That's going to keep you happy for the rest of your life. We can either do that. Or you can keep watering bad seeds about the person you just lost and manifest a bunch of BS, you know, boyfriends for the next two years. You know, like, you see what I'm saying? That, that's how it goes. Oh, for sure. It just adds up, man. Zero, like you said, you know, it's zero. It just adds up. Everything's connected. What's your favorite thing about the law of attraction that sets you on your path after learning about it? My favorite thing? Um... It's how it feels. Or the most compelling. Most compelling. How it feels. I started meditating shortly after I saw the secrets. I knew that was the next step. And I do this thing called proactive manifesting where I'll run a scenario. Like, for instance, a long time ago, I wanted this uh, remote control airplane. And while I was meditating, clearing, because to me, meditation is absence of thought, period. If you're thinking about something, you're not meditating no more. Just to me. You're proactively manifesting at that. So I picture myself in a remote control airplane. I'm flying it, and it felt great. Like I let myself get engulfed in this, and I love flying with any other activity. So it felt amazing. And I realized I can do that whenever I want to. Yes, I'm going to have to find a quiet room, and, 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 you know, I can do that whenever I want to, and I've done that so much, and it gave me an appreciation for being alone. It gave me appreciation for myself. It gave me my, uh, my uh, what's it called, like make, play make-believe, my imagination. It gave me my imagination back, you know, what I had when I was a child, not the one that I learned through the police academy and, and dealing with people on the streets. You know, those are two different types of imagination. So it's like it gave me that back. I actually enjoy that time now. So there is, I haven't been bored in 10 years because any <laughs> moment where I might seem like I'm bored, I'll live. If I'm on a sofa by myself and the TV, whatever show, I don't watch a lot of TV, but whatever show, there's no shows on or whatever, I will turn the TV off and enjoy the next 10 minutes of peace by myself. And it will downright, hands down, be the most peaceful part of my day. I'm trying to think of another term, most peaceful and, and, and a lot of times most exciting because the places I'll be going and the things I'll be doing and the seeds I'll be watering. Um, so, yeah, it is the most exciting and, and peaceful time of my day. You know, I look forward to that. And that's something that no one can take from, you know, that's for life. That's I love that. So basically in a nutshell, basically in a nutshell, I just thought about it. The best, some of the best feelings I could possibly have are with me, and no one can ever take that from me. Stranded with them, I still can do things. Yeah. And I, 30, you know, 30 years of my life, or whatever, 28 years of my life, I didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't have any of this. I thought life was happening to me. I was just a number. I didn't know where I was going to end up. It's, and, and to think that most of the world still thinks like that, it's, it's sad. That is the reason I wake up and do what I do. Because it's sad. It don't need to be like that. Because that's not how it is. Not only is it a poor way of thinking, it's, it's not accurate. <laughs> you know? It's I, true. I can't sit back and let that go. I can't, I can't let it go unnoticed. I got to do everything I can to change that. With all my power. 
until I leave. And if I come back, I'm going to do it then too. (laughs) Interesting you brought up meditation because that's actually something I'm, I'm a big advocate of. And I actually encounter people all the time and say, I don't know how to meditate. How do you meditate? And I say, you can literally be driving in traffic. Your eyes can be open and you could meditate by clearing your mind and taking three deep breaths and calming yourself. That's a form of meditation. Whether or not someone chooses to believe it, it's actually the, the base of what meditation is. You could then grow from there and develop it just like any skill set. And I want to ask you, when you work with clients and they seem resistant to what you try to show them, are there any steps that you employ to try to help them understand a concept such as meditation, positivity, manifestation? What, in other words, do you try to do when somebody seems very resistant and not open-minded to be able to employ what you're showing them? What I did in that situation years ago was come up with a way to say it to where there would be no question. So that's exactly how I lay it down. There's, if, and now the only question that's left after I teach somebody how to meditate is how often are you going to do it? That is it. Because <laughs> I explain it. Because I, I explain it to them in a way where if I show them, and I can, I can do it for you right now. Just take your hand and lay it on it. Take your hand and lay it on the table in front of you. Relax it. You know, it's like halfway open, halfway closed. Relax your hand. You might listen and do it. Just relax your hand. Now, take your pointer finger. Now, I want you to look real closely at your pointer finger, and I want you to move it the slightest bit you can without seeing it move. If you see it move, if you see it twitch a little bit or move, you went too far. Start over. Try it again. Now, in that moment, you, are, you can come out of it now. In that moment, you were deeply engulfed in your finger. And that, you know, the feeling, not your finger, in the feeling of your finger. And in that moment, you were healing that finger. You were giving it your energy. I call them energy dollars. Every moment you're giving an energy dollar to give to whatever you want. And when you're giving it to things like your body, you're healing it. You give it to an object, it's coming like a package in the mail. When you give it to your body, you're healing it. You're giving it that energy dollar here. Like, like nourishing it. So for me, I use that as a form of meditation when I can't meditate. When something, when my mind is racing, or I have a body pain, those are the two times that you kind of don't want to meditate. And what I do is I transition four breaths. I start with my nose because I'm breathing in and out of my nose. Four breaths or in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, four times, right? Four breathing cycles, I should say. Just feeling my nose, just the way you did your finger. Do that. Just feel your nose. Your mind might start to wander. That's why I only do it for those four breaths. After that, I take an, I inhale, one big inhale and exhale, and I do a body scan, and I go up. Eyes, brain, not my skull, not my hair, not my head, brain. Okay, go down to my teeth. Sometimes I smile. I hit both my shoulders. Well, and I just kind of scan, feel the way you felt your finger, feel down your body, all the way to your feet. One big inhale, exhale. And then I pick the next body part, and it's the same order. I go from nose, eyes to brain. So now I'm doing eyes. Four seconds, inhale, exhale, body scan. Brain, four seconds, inhale, or four inhale, exhale. And, and so that is the if you can't clear your mind, which most people won't be able to. Anybody I try to coach and meditate right now, they're not going to be able to keep clear their mind, not for more than a second or so before something pops in. So you've got to give them something like that. At least they're focusing on something. It's present. It's in the moment. How you let God's plan for you unfold, stay in the moment. When you think about the future to past, you're you're manifesting future or past-like incidents into your life. How you let God's plan unfold, stay present. That's why they call it the present, because it's present. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting you say that, because I know when it comes to being stuck in a situation you worry about, worry perpetuates negativity, in my opinion. It's okay to be mindful of what could adversely happen to you in a given situation. But until it actually happens, I try to train myself not to worry about it because so many people worry and that's the anxiety. And that perpetuates that feeling of the negativity. And I want to ask you, is that something that you instruct your clients that you work with through your life coaching and through your engagements about how to dispel of worry? And what do you instruct people you work with specifically of ways that they can reduce the worry in their life. <laughs> it's that good old fear, you know, because that's the only way. I exactly. Can you can run a scenario 
to solve the problem. That's only one thought. You know, or brainstorm. Give it a couple minutes. You'll come up with an answer, but once you do, that's it. Let it go. The food on the table that your kids are eating on depends on it. What you're manifesting for your future depends on this. Let it go. When you catch it coming, <laughs> stop it. When, you, when, when you're mid-scenario, the brain is a muscle has muscle memory. If you're mid-scenario and you stop that scenario, and then the next time it comes, you stop it. And it's a major influence on your life, so it keeps coming. And you keep stopping it. The brain will start to stop it for you. And you'll notice it. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'm waking up to this thought 30 seconds in instead of five minutes in. And so what you do is you take advantage of that and you start playing the scenario out with your best ending. And that's not you getting the promotion. That's, that's you owning the company best ending. Yeah, played out with that ending. How would it feel? Ask yourself, how would it feel to own the company? How would it feel to be financially free? You ask your buyer the question, it will answer it with the feeling that's manifesting that seed. So that's what I do. And so your mind not only will start to stop those negative scenarios as they're beating you in the face all day, but it'll start to stop them and start to run the, run the end of scenario with the great ending that you were thinking about. So now you've got your brain working for you. Now it's, now it's doing this more often than not. You're changing your mindset. The way you look, the way you feel is changing. The people around you are smiling more, asking you, what are you smiling at? It's a, it's a whole life change, and it's built off of that fear. You're taking off your kid's table. That whole scenario I just said, all that beautiful stuff I just said goes away because you're choosing to think about it. Don't let it win. You know, so that, that's, uh, it's a very fear-based program. <laughs> Correct. It works. It's, it, actually, it's the only thing I've seen that works. I've tried everything. I've tried bribing people to think right. I've, I've tried everything you can think of to get people to change their mindset. And fear is the only thing that has gotten results. Be more comfortable where they are. And to change your mindset means changing around everything. The way you view everything, your life, your family, uh, your job, your car, every scenario you run has a new foundation. So it's not easy. It does take a lot of time. It's, and it is, it's a commitment. But how bad do you want it? How bad do you want the life change? Everybody runs around saying they want life change. They want this. They want that. They want the job promotion. Da, 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 da. How bad do you want it? You don't want it bad enough. A lot of people I've coached, a lot of people I've coached have been all. They didn't want it bad enough. They'll be back. Neopositivity or not even neopositivity. Thoughts become things. Will sweep the earth. That is the big change. Okay, positivity is already on the rise. And people use it to get what they want. That is going, that is the big change. I'm convinced of that. So they will catch on. Eventually they'll see their family members winning and getting what they want and happy and they'll start using. They will catch on. But my thing is, wow, do it now. Don't wait. So many people I talk to want to do life coaching sessions a month from now. Why? You want me to fix? No. Let me fix your problem a month from now, and we can fix it today. And that's my biggest thing. I try to, uh, the past 10 years in, in living, uh, living down in Jersey, most of the work I did was volunteer. Um, I felt like the universe was paying for my life. Everything I did was paid for um, by somebody, whether it was a studio or something. And in exchange, I was giving speeches and all this other stuff. So it was like a universal balance. I felt like if I charged people, I would be being greedy and I, I would you know, this life would be, lifestyle would be taken from me because that wasn't the agreement. Um, the agreement was to speak what God gives me. But then I realized that that agreement had nowhere in there said anything about money. <laughs> when I got number, uh, this, guy, this guy made me realize one of the Eagles players used my uh, techniques to get him a Lamborghini, and I still don't got one. And he, the way he laid it out for me kind of hit me in the face, and I was like, you know what? He's right. He's right. You're not going to be compensated. So I still do all this live stream. Everything is free. But if you want my time or content or books or anything like that, then, yeah, I'm starting to charge for all that. Because, you know, that is what it is. Time, you know, time is time to take for my kids. You time know? is money. Um, I had that same struggle I had when I decided to become an intuitive psychic and read professionally was how do you, how do you charge? Um, what do you – you know, how in other words, the questions I ran up against was how much am I going to charge? Why, you know, I always wanted to be, oh, yeah. I'm not going to charge anybody. I, I'd love to be able to be wealthy independently and just give my time to everybody. 
But then I realized that even this is something I do on the side, it's still my free, free time that's being consumed. So there has to be an exchange of that type of dynamic where instead of like, for example, you're laying on the couch relaxing, vegging, and instead you're doing something as a service to somebody, that value should be exchanged, whatever it is, if it's bartering even. I, I look forward to the future where I could do that more time, more so full time, like work with people, but not have to necessarily charge either. I'd, I'd love to have that independence in the future, even if it's on some different type of level. But um, one of the things I want to ask you, I know you're pretty savvy on social media. I was looking at your YouTube and I know you do live feeds. What would you suggest in terms of advice? anybody interested in following their own path if they want to utilize something like YouTube or other social media what would you recommend based on your personal experiences with your life coaching and everything you're doing what would you recommend that they should do to employ those ideas and make them happen those things become those thoughts becoming things uh, you know what step one it would be like a foundation I'm going to need you to when you flip on the light switch I'm going to need you to stare at your hand and focus on it I'm going to need you to give everything, and you're all into flipping on that light switch. When you're walking up the stairs, I want you to give all your attention to your legs, your feet, you walking up the stairs. That's going to build focus, okay? Like so many times with our cell phones and stuff, we're multitasking in our mind. Focusing 100% on whatever video you're doing is going to produce the best video. It's going to produce the best results. It could be the crappiest video in the world. We have all seen crappy videos that have gone viral, right? I mean, it, it just is. I see so many viral videos. I'm like, what is that? doesn't matter. That person, the reason why it went viral is because they put their all into it. And when you put your all into it, you love it more. You feel like it's great because it's you. It's a bad, it came from your heart. So you feel it's great. You manifest the future. Well, other people are feeling it's great. And then it takes off from there. I can give you facts and figures and spreadsheets and what time of day to go live. I can do all that other stuff, but that doesn't make a, not one bit of difference if what you're doing is fake. Some of you guys doing the music videos, renting Lamborghinis, yeah, they don't make it big because they know they got to make the Lamborghini back and you can see it in their face while they're doing the video. Put your all to what you do. Love it. The world will love it too. And that's, you know, keep doing that. I love my videos. I love my videos. I love my videos. Affirmation, 10 times, like doing 10 curls. Do that as many mm -hmm. times as you can throughout the day. As soon as you get two views, as soon as you get, soon as you get two views, not viewers, not subscribers, as soon as you get two views, you can say the phrase, I love my viewers, and the ego can't step in and say, you don't have none. It'll step in and say, you don't have a lot. But it's way easier to shoo away at that moment because you're, act, you're telling the truth. You do love your viewers, and there's more than one, so the ass on the end counts. So you use semantics, affirmation, and putting your all into everything you do, everything you do. And you think about it, like I said, staying present, letting God's plan for you unfold. If you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plan, because his plan is so much bigger than yours. So staying present while you're flipping on the switch, walking up and down the stairs, that's God-type energy that's going into that video. That's why when you're present for those things, they always turn out great. And you feel great about them. That's God-type energy right there. And I just came off of that great. off the top of the dome. <laughs> like, that was all freestyle right there. <laughs> I'm going to do a segment now called God-type energy. <laughs> you very motivated me. I've been thinking about doing a future episode on how to, how to liberate yourself from fear. <laughs> and what we're discussing today yeah. is kind of making me more focused on that as a topic in the future at some point. We're actually already running low on time, if you could believe that. That's how fast this went. <laughs> I want to ask yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, man. If anyone from my audience wants to reach out to you, can you give us your contact info, what your preferred way of getting contacted, if it's through your website, email, social media, share that all with us our audience can reach out to you if they need to. I'd say just email me at neo at neopositivity.com. Um, that would be the most direct way to get a hold of me. As far as social media goes, when I post, I go on and leave because everybody's spreading so much negativity. I'll often scroll down and um, I don't get into my inboxes too much because they're just flooded with people that are going through things. Like that's how I make my videos. I go through the inbox. I'll pick one that resonates with me, and I'll do a video on it. I don't get to go through those. I won't see 
So, again, that would probably be the best way to get, get a hold of me. Go to neopositivity.com. You can click Contact Us. That basically sends the email to neo at neopositivity.com. So you can do that or direct email and, and hit me up. You know, we'll, we'll discuss things. My last, the last thing I want to do, now that I am charging, the last thing I want to do is discourage someone from utilizing my services because there's a price tag on it. I did a thing for the students at UCF, uh, it was 75% off, because I knew that's what I had to do to get that message out there, you know? And I was going to go out there and speak. No money. I just wanted to go out there and talk. Listen, get a group of friends together. I know y'all can't afford it. Get a group of friends together and do this. You know, and that's how I roll. Absolutely. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I want to... I want to really thank you for coming on. And when you release your book, I would love to have you back on to discuss your book once it's finished. Definitely, definitely. Is there a title to the book? Uh, nah, I was, I was going to wait till I finish it and then meditate on it and let it come to me. But I, something, something along the lines of intro to neopositivity, you know, because people keep asking me, you know, what is neopositivity, you know, like as a whole. And the book basically is, you know, driver's ed course in neopositivity. So I was, I was thinking something like that because it's, you know, self-explanatory and it'll set me up, you know, for the next one because I'm always coming up with new material. So, yeah, Excellent. probably that. If something comes to me and just hits me in the chest, you know I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us today and everything that you're doing. I think positive messages are so valuable and they can resonate so well. We need more positivity in this world after everything that's going on. And I just think your message is, is really something I really appreciate. And I know our audience appreciates it as well. So on behalf of everybody in the audience, thank you for coming on our show today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me, man. Any chance I get to, <laughs> you know, open anyone's eyes to this, or if they know about it, open their eyes to a different way, a better way of being, a better way of thinking. I absolutely, uh, I believe, is sent from God. So us connecting is thank you to both of us for recognizing signs and acting on them. Because you have signs all day, but if you don't act on them, they just miss out. You know, like I said, you know, thank you. Uh, it's my honor to be here. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hearing great things in the future, sir. All right. Thank you. Let's go. I just want to thank Neil for coming on the show today. It's amazing when you are open to receiving information in terms of introductions to people when you're out socially and having that opportunity of really seeing like-minded people sharing your passions, sharing your interests. From my vantage point, Neo represents that type of individual, somebody who is overcoming adversity in their life, following their passions, pursuing a life purpose with a higher goal than just living to live. I think one of the best aspects of understanding positive thinking is learning to manifest on a daily basis, learning to understand that your thoughts do carry weight with them. I just recently got a manifestation board that I keep in my room and I write my goals down and I put that on my, in my, in my room in December and I wrote stuff down and I went and revisited it yesterday before this episode. And I was pretty surprised that I accomplished five of the six things that I wrote down 30 days ago without even trying. And I think sometimes when you can visually see something and you take that repetitive action of reminding yourself of that through your thoughts, that's how you can train yourself to better the direction of your life and where you're headed. And in, in that particular instance, I think what Neo is doing is phenomenal. I'm excited to see what his future path leads him, where it leads him, and what he's going to be doing. I think there's big things ahead, and I, I know that for a fact. And I'm excited when, when he finishes his book and just collaborating with them in the future. That's one of the best things I love about doing this podcast is being introduced to people you probably would have never met before, but you have an opportunity to really do some great things. And that's what I'm, I'm really excited about. I want to thank each of you for tuning into this episode. Uh, we're going to have some great programming coming up. If anyone has any suggestions or ideas for the show, you can always email me directly at info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. Feel free to check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, the YouTube channel will be going forward in the next couple of weeks. So I'll be letting you guys know about that as well. Thank you so much. And I deeply appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. 
don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you looking for that perfect gift to express your appreciation for your loved one or bestie? Well, look no further. Royal Susie offers one-of-a-kind designs with genuine high-quality crystals, stones, and the most precious of metals that are guaranteed to satisfy the urges of your inner king or queen. Each piece is handcrafted with love and is sure to inspire and captivate all. Indulge yourself by visiting Royal Susie's website at www.royalsusie.com for splendid items like agate bookends, impressively crystal-studded bottle stoppers, and beautifully handcrafted nightlights that will charm every room in your home. Royal Susie's featured collections will truly delight your guests and always make them feel welcome. Any questions? Contact Royal Susie directly by email at royalsusiedesigns at yahoo.com. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Electric Cast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid.